This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that is not quite as glad that Chelsea are back as it was last week. It's the hope that kills you is a well-known saying about football, completely validated by Chelsea's 3-1 defeat away to West Ham after the encouraging start against Liverpool last weekend. On the one hand, it looked like a repeat of last season. Go behind early, defensive errors putting us behind the eight ball, then failing to break down a stubborn low block, and when we do, fail to put the chances away. Amongst all of this were some inept cameos by Mudrik and Kaikado, or Sado. Just called him Kai, maybe, I don't know. Personally, I think this is too simplistic, albeit largely true. There were periods where we looked much better, errors apart, than we did last season. Chukwemeka scored a great goal before hobbling off injured, and we were poorer for his absence. Sterling... Blimey, Mayor Culper had one of his best games for Chelsea, although he has set a pretty low bar. In truth, Enzo's penalty had, had had Enzo's penalty gone in, it would have been a different game, one in which West Ham didn't defend with ten men behind the ball. But that's football. Horrible though it may be to lose to West Ham, perhaps this result might serve as a reality check that in spite of the millions spent. We have a new manager, a number of young players, many new to the Premier League, and it will take time to sort it all out and make it gel. I'm kind of okay with that, but as we saw last season, if we don't sort it out soon, the season can quickly unravel in a disastrous fashion. And the name of this show is Meet the New Season, Same as the Last Season, Chelsea Fancast, number 1006. And as ever, my good chum, Mr. Jonathan J.K. Kidd. Is with you. Is with me. That's right. Did I, did I miss the important bit out? Yeah, yeah. We're finishing the sentence. Yeah. Okay. Is 
he's he's not here tonight. It's all gone, he's... Christopher Walken, mate. Yeah, yeah. Do, yeah. Can you do a um, Christopher Walken impression? Uh, no, I don't think so. No. Um, well, no, oh, Jonathan! I can't. Oh, that kid. Oh, is that? It's okay. Is here. It depends what tonight um, on the Chelsea. What, the, what uh, cast? What film we're we're thinking about? Because you did play some quiet characters as that, well. That speech, that speech in True Romance, or that scene in True Romance with Dennis Hopper, is still one of the best scenes in a movie ever. Period. I must um. Oh, man, remember, don't watch it. That egg plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to call him Kai, by the way, Kai no. Cedar, If that's okay with you. Kai, Kai, is Kai? Is it Kai Sado or Kai Kai Kado? Oh no, they were calling him Kaisido last night. Much All right, of the day. Kaisido, it is. So, so uh, RP from the BBC. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's you know. I don't, you know we should. Um, Mark Mark we, Chapman does RP. I don't think it, he does Mancunian in a, in a in a, a pronunciation search engine, shouldn't we on on. Um, YouTube because then we'll have five different versions, but at least we'll know all five of them. Um, uh, yes, Chidge, I I, uh, I agree with you with what you said. It can go horribly wrong, and I would really hope that um, not having known anything about the attendance of of the two sporting directors, like or the two the two stats guys, that they watched the game last night and just thought what we all thought was there are clearly several enormous holes in the recruiting setup of this team um and also it's very early days mm. uh and pochettino will i have every faith will reassemble it it just worries me that there are several of this team um who aren't performing anywhere near their huge transfer fees and i wonder if they ever will it's all very well giving people chance after chance but um Two games, uh, though, J.K. That's I know, my two, point. two is very... I agree completely. Two is very early. But as you say, he has to get them performing. And I, it, it was, you know, 74% possession. Um, it, it's something that is going to be... They're, they're playing much better than last year. Absolutely. Already, there is more effort. However, uh, losing to West Ham is just embarrassing every single time. Well, and yet, it happens too many times to be honest. happens too many. Yeah, yeah, it's a kind of constant going down to the London Stadium and being humiliated and embarrassed, which is just a a, a regular occurrence nowadays. You know, who have we got with us tonight? Who's well, in, who's in the square window? Well, funnily enough, it's very interesting the way this has evolved because uh, it was originally going to be Mark Meehan. Yes, but Mark has been been stuck at a, a meeting involving something no doubt to do with his enormous brain because he has the biggest brain in Stamford Bridge some supporters trust or something or whatever some meeting that was and he's been forced to stay on to that so he then said I can't make it anybody else willing to take my place and of course the great Tony Glover made himself available however the great Tony Glover has revealed himself as poorly Hungover. So, what was that word? Hungover. Hungover. <laughs> I was being subtle and pleasant. <laughs> I'm not known it. for my subtlety, JK, to be fair, am okay. I? Yes, okay, he's hungover. Yes, we've grasped that. So instead, uh, a fantastic substitute yes. has come up. Sub of the sub, who is, of course, the the very witty, amusing, and another another brain. I feel that on occasions one should be saying there are two brains of Stamford Bridge, uh, and we have them both. This is, of course, the 
excellent, fantastic Martin Wickham. Yeah, evening all again, and yeah, yeah, it was it was a performance to drive you to drink, but I didn't think it would affect Tony that badly. But here I am, uh, mate. It's good. It's really good to see you. Uh, we only saw you on Friday, but it's always lovely to see you. So I, I'm sure I didn't see you at the match, obviously uh, yesterday. But there you go. Um, and uh, I'm equally delighted that I've now done a Mourinho. We've we've now officially on the Chelsea fancast subbed a sub. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. But not I for the kind that... of reasons that Mourinho would, I hasten so, to So add. Tony is the Matic of the podcast. He might well be. Yeah. This goes this goes in with your um starting eleven it, oh, on the yeah. WhatsApp group a few days ago. I will ask the Mixler people here, because we were JK and I were talking about this yesterday, funnily enough, but uh, I was clearly bored on Saturday night. The missus was in London. I had diddly squat to do, and I'd, I'd rendered myself incapable of moving by being in the allotment all day. So they were they were sod all on TV, you know, until match of the day came on. So there was there I was, and basically, you know, the lineups that I do that I read out on a on a Friday in the preview show. Well, there's an app that I do that on. Anyway, I started fanning around with that app, and basically, I worked out that there are eleven. We have a squad of eleven. In the in the Chelsea fancast, which of course is enough to have a Chelsea fancast eleven. Uh, don't ask us to play in a football match because I think well I, I'm certainly crippled and I can't speak for the others, but we are a bit old. But anyway, I've done an eleven, and uh, I worked it out because I know these guys pretty well. So and, and even if it wasn't on footballing reasons, it all kind of made sense. So for example, Mark Meehan is on Twitter at Eddie Mac B A W A. So of course, being Eddie Mac, he has to be left back right so it was all chick clayton's goalie 59 so he has to be goalie and basically instead of their real names i've got their twitter handles so we've got that 11 and and, and it, it was quite amusing for the people in our in our fan cast group and then jk and i said i can feel a t-shirt coming on jk <laughs> yeah so maybe we'll do one so okay so if you've got an, the 11 the chelsea fan cast 11 okay like this app we could design it a little bit better than the app does would that be a T-shirt that would people would buy, certainly from the Mixler lot, who are, let's face it, JK, they are the hardcore of the Chelsea fan. If, yeah, you're, if yeah. you're prepared to join a, a NAF app and listen to us warbling on for two hours on a Monday night, you've you, got... You'll be, suffi- you'll be conned sufficiently to buy a T-shirt. Well, maybe, yeah. yes, that's true. But I, I was about to be lovely about them and say, mate, the, sorry, sorry, yeah, the yeah, dedication would... knows no bounds. Hey, sorry, yeah, Not yeah, that I, they're I, mug punters, JK. No, no, no. They're, they're all great. They're all great. But would would they be interested also in a um in a cartoon of you and me with the celery in the background? By what do you think? Either Martin's making a weird facial expression on what you've said, or somebody scored. No, someone has just hit the bar in an Italian game because I'm too lazy <laughs> to change the channel. And it, a little bit of Chelsea interest. It is AC Milan. So okay, um, Tamori started. Loftus Cheek has started, and. Christian Pulisic has started. Oh my God! Yeah, I forgot he went there. There we go. So uh, yeah, th- there's a cartoon version of me and J.K. with the Chelsea Fancast logo that Richard Schaller did. Uh, that's a possible. I kind of wanted to do one that was inclusive of all the people that we are a squad. J.K. It's not just about you and me, baby. Well, you could have both lots, couldn't you? You could have the uh, um, it would like skipper and vice captain, and then uh, all the others as well who are in the squad. Yeah, so yeah. All right. Well. Let let us think. Uh, uh, Mixler, you tell me uh, what you want and we'll get it done. All right. Even mugs. It's even a mug if they want. Yeah, we could do it on a mug, couldn't we? We could do it <laughs> on a mug. But I thought the lovely thing was it's got everybody's Twitter handle on it. So I, I might put it on Twitter and see what people think. We'll see. Uh, Martin, see. What do you think, Martin? 
Yeah, well, my position was fairly fucking appropriate, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, uh, that was thought through as well. You'd not be amazed. Yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I wasn't surprised by that. Indeed. Right, okay. Uh, as ever, do not forget, you can listen to the show live every Monday and Friday at 7.30pm uh, by going to Mixler, which is chelsea-fancast.mixlr.com, where you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page uh he's, 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 he's oh well done finally anyway you can also follow us on all the social media platforms at chelsea fancast and of course listen to or listen to the podcast obviously but listen and subscribe on acast Spotify, apple and all good podcast platforms uh, and all the rubbish ones and make sure you leave us a very lovely glowing five-star review even if you think we're shit because yeah, that would amuse me uh, I mean, if you think we're shit, leave a zero, nil pawn one, and I will equally find it funny. Anyway, whatever. I've got a weird sense of humour. That's my excuse. Right, after the break, we're going to be back talking about uh, West Ham versus Chelsea. go um meet the new season same as the old season or the last season yeah i mean i'm gonna start at the beginning basically and then work my way down i have a, a, a list of stream of conscious notes about this game uh bottom line worst possible start which of course fell straight into uh, west ham's main uh, strategy which was to defend with 10 men behind the ball so the last thing you wanted to do was conceded a goal on seven minutes, which is what Chelsea managed to do. My nephew was apoplectic. This is not what he'd uh, been sold as his first away game. Uh, I have to say, looking back on the highlights, J.K., that Gallagher was fouled uh, when when they awarded the uh, the corner. He was also pushed out of the way for the for the header. Beat me to it exactly. That's why everybody's coating him off because he didn't didn't. Uh, uh, I can't pronounce the bloke's challenge. name. He didn't challenge. Um, no, but it's because the bloke pushed him out of the way. So pushed him out of the way, yeah. yeah. So VAR missed that completely, and they missed the foul. So, yeah. you know, you just slightly despair always is what they're there for. But it's, it's it's yeah. The the dilemma they, that, that I don't, I just never seem to work out is we'll obviously be watching it back on telly afterwards. Why do they somehow think, oh, it doesn't matter, we'll just carry on in the, the course of the game when when the, these fouls are committed and we can see them back. I mean, I'm, I get bemused by all of that. But um, uh, it still, nonetheless, was a um, a very... I, I wondered what the goalkeeper was doing. Can I get this off my chest, first of all, before we carry on? I, I'm worried already about this goalkeeper who just seems to be lacking in in anything that you'd expect uh, an elite club to have you know if we're trying to become an elite club again you don't have somebody who really does not command the penalty area and doesn't make great saves i want somebody fantastic in goal 
thought that was what we were supposed to be aspiring to. And um, he should really have, have got, uh, he got his fingers to the uh, Antonio drive, which was a great shot, but still nonetheless, I really think he should have got his... He was uh, also blinded by it because it went through uh, Dizazi's legs. He wouldn't, yes, have had a clean, he wouldn't have had a clean sight of that's it. That's true, that's true. He wouldn't. I suppose you did well to get a finger to yeah. it. But I, I'm still... I'm still not convinced as yet that I know are we being are we being fair? He hasn't really been given an opportunity because they hardly had any shots West Ham, of course, which was par for the course with the uh, the way they played. You know, if, if we had seventy four percent, it's unlikely they'll get many shots in. So, uh, you know, what do you think? Anyway. Of the, what do you think of the first goal, Martin? I mean, we were a bit pissed off. We thought, I mean, because I mean, I was so, I mean, I was right at the back of the bloody stand at the top, so. My view of it was it was a long way away for old eyes, but my my initial take was that it was really soft. But as I said, when I saw the highlights, and I, I, I take I hear Gregory and Craig's points that he wasn't fouled and that you expect it. But I mean, no, no, no. We'll get J.K.'s take on it in a minute. But when I saw the highlights, he was pushed out of the way, which clearly impeded his any any ability he had to to challenge for that header. Um, so I was a bit kind of mere, but it was a stupid time. To, I mean, it just felt soft. It felt like Chelsea of last season. Yeah, I mean, I haven't brought myself to watch the highlights, so I've not seen the um, challenges back or anything well, like I that. I had to because I saw so little of the game because I was so far away, mate. Uh, you forgot your binoculars then. Yeah. I just thought it was, a again, soft soft goal, soft set piece. We know War Prowse can deliver a corner well. We know there are a load of big bastards, and that you're going to have to steal yourself for a few bumps in the in the area. You're going to get knocked around a bit. I just don't, I don't think they handled it very well, and I think it proved later later on. And like you said, it gave them a an earlier early chance to um, do what they do best, which is to sit back, low block, frustrate. What I will say, and it might be the one positive thing I say tonight, is that um, unlike last season, after we went a goal behind. We improved significantly. Last season, I could have fucked off at 10 minutes, gone home, because I knew what the final score was going to yeah, be. Yeah. This time, there was a little bit of a little bit of fight about him. Unfortunately, it didn't last for the whole game. It would have been lovely if it did, but there was a, a bit more to them this time. It was just a pity that it fizzled out the way it did in the second half. So, um, yeah, I mean, we just cannot... We need to cut out stupid mistakes and cut them out quickly. No, I Otherwise, totally, it is going to become a problem. Totally agree. I, I mean, actually, it's, I'm glad you mentioned Will Prowse because uh, it was a good corner. I mean, it, the, the way that ball dipped straight onto that bloke's... I, don't, I can't even pronounce his name. Aguerd. Aguerd, thank you. So, like a, a, a curtailed Martin Tyler. Aguerd! Aguerd. <laughs> okay, so anyway, it, the way it dropped onto his head was, was brilliant. And it made me think, you know, what shrewd by... Ward Prowse was thirty million, uh, and then it occurred to me, J.K., that that was a buy that our owners simply would not make because he's not young enough, and they therefore can't sell him on. And yet, here's a proven Premier League player. He scored more set piece goals than any other Premier League player in history, bar Beckham. And you know, you know, I mean, he would have done a good job with us. You know, he just, I mean, how many players have we got in midfield who can score goals? Particularly when. Um... Uh, um, corners and free kicks are so important, aren't they? It's almost like you you're almost purchasing a specialist, um, a specialist kick like taker, a quarterback. 
yeah indeed if that was in the nfl you're um and the way that we take corners and free kicks never score goals from free kicks you know not well, since alonso left no absolutely i was about to say that um and and it seems that the the default with the free kicks unfortunately when mudrick came on was to play them to a sort of somebody standing in an area that didn't contribute to the free kick at all. It was just embarrassing. So you've got two really tricky free kicks that you could take in difficult situations for West Ham, and he negates it by laying it off to somebody on the edge of the area. You just think, and it's then passed to the wing again. And you just think, what is going on here? There were so many bad football decisions made in that game by players who should know better. But you wonder because they're so young, whether in fact they, you know, they need a couple of seasons to to wise up about how to play um, in in difficult leagues. Um, but, you yeah, know, I, I think you're absolutely right, Chidge. These are the kind of signings that they're not going to touch with a barge pole because similarly, Madison's been playing yeah, out of his... I was thinking that. A number 10 who can create things. Absolutely. So you wonder whether that, or buy a purchase like that would have been the kind of creative purchase that we were talking about uh, on the tube, because we went back on the tube together, we were saying that really none of the three, the three things we talked about on the fan cast last year, goalie, creative midfield player and a striker, really none of them have been, have been filled. I mean, a, a out and out striker. I have to say, I still think that Jackson is a, is a player for the future. Very, very speedy, but he needs somebody with him. And, yeah. and it would have been Nkunku, of course. But now they haven't got Nkunku. Is it Broya's going to be given the opportunity? That's the impression I get from Pochettino. But when is he going to be available? I mean, all right, perhaps we're hamstrung by the by the injuries, but uh, um, I, I don't know what permutations we're going to have. I mean, I think if he plays, he has to me, he has to play. If we're, we're going into an area we should, which is later, tell me. But I think he has to play four at the back. Yeah, yeah. And when are we going to get to that? A bit later on? I think so, yeah. I'm sure we will. Okay. Um, but it, the whole, my, my argument then for who plays is affected by oh, that. Of course. Well, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm intrigued, Martin, by the fact that, I mean, maybe I'm just being a miserable old scrote, but I, I, I just, we kind of talked about it a bit on Friday, didn't we? That I just see this as, you know, there was a, you know, we would, okay. I mean, you know, we would buy under Raymond, we were buying a lot of proven kind of, dare I say, world-class talent who were not necessarily young. I mean, and then we would buy people like Scott Parker who could do a job, you know. War Prowse could have done a job for us, although he's, I don't know how old he is. Actually, He's got to be 30 at least, hasn't he? Um, Madison, a bit younger, but again, could have done a job. So I want, I do wonder rather cynically that the reason we're buying all these young players is ultimately so in five years' time, if they're really, really good, we can just flog them off to somebody who's going to pay a lot of money for them, like Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Real Madrid. But it's not its not necessarily what is going to win you stuff now, is it? That's the point. Because it is going to take... I'll, I'll talk about this at the end of part two, but it, it is going to take us time. Yeah. I. They're paying for potential at prices where you would expect the finished article. And that is going there's going to be this dichotomy between the fact that the players are 21 years of age and they've got this potential oh but their price tags 115 million quid yeah. if i'm paying 115 million quid for a footballer i want the finished article no excuses unfortunately as we saw from his brief cameo there was a, a lot to improve on because i know it wasn't his 
wasn't the best debut. Um, we still haven't addressed the striker issue. I genuinely don't know how they have fucked it that badly. Because mm. until we score goals, nah. well, any no matter how many midfielders you've got, if there's no goals coming from anywhere, we're going to have shitty results like this. Well, I mean, you know, Ashley Cole was very eloquent about that very, very point. You know, um, talking of goals, boys, um, it was, I mean, I, you know, I owe him an apology. I was a bit near about Chuck Wimeka, wasn't I, last week? But actually, he scored a cracking goal. It really was a, a good goal. So maybe I'm wrong about Chuck. And actually, the other thing was, JK, you know, I thought we were a lot poorer after he went off. It did affect the balance of the team. And I'm hoping, I mean, I'm hearing, I've, nobody seems to know how bad it is, but I'm, I'm, there are rumours abounding that it's an MCL, which would be another fucking injury, man. What the hell? It is. I, mean, I was, um, somebody put up, posted up, <laughs> fantastic to watch the way that, that X um, functions. A doctor came on saying that the angle of his leg when he hit the turf suggested a meniscus injury. And um, somebody was saying, you know, does that take very long? And he said, depends on the degree of tear. And then another doctor came on and said, thank you for stealing all my ideas yeah, and all my that. research, my analysis, and just posting it as your own. And so it slightly disintegrated into a kind of row between the two doctors. But but nonetheless, I think we grasped the, the, the gist of it was that he was suggesting that it wasn't. I mean, you know, this is this is from some bloke observing the match, but it, the way his leg was was the angle it was it was a uh, um more likely to be a a cartilage injury than an acl um so but who knows you know one can only guess but yeah because It'd be terrible if he's injured for a while though won't it oh but, but yeah it seems to be part of the course of the yeah, moment with this, this you think well well almost what, as bad as the fan cars jk oh getting into did i tell you i i've actually got what is commonly known as an awareness in my hamstrings. Well, funnily enough, I, I'm I'm feeling. Do, do you know why? Do you know why? Wait, don't tell me why, Chid. Because why. I was at the back, right in the fucking back, row seventy-three. Oh yeah. And they got stupid small little steps, if you remember. Did you stagger? No, I tried to do two at a time because I wanted oh, to get up there quick, and I think no. I've got an awareness in my hamstring as a result. Oh, Chid. Well, actually, got to tell you, I think I may I may have to um, be subbed in about five minutes, actually. So you may, may go down to two. Why? Just for the hell of it, just oh, to see okay. how it works. Well, don't, don't we call the game off if we haven't got enough people to carry on? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm, we will always carry on, Chidge, won't we? Even if it's you on your own. Well, that would be terrible. You could pretend. I, I could just could... talk to myself. Exactly, perfect. Yeah, I'm sure it would work really well. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but no, but I, it, 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 it all was unbalanced because Mudrick came on and Mudrick was awful. We'll talk about so him later. Was, we'll talk about Mudrick later. We were, but you asked me. You asked me what the reason. Oh no, was. no, no! I know, I know. I'm, I'm, because I'm, he, they, it, it, it ruined that. There was a solidity about it that appeared to be working. But he, you know? he looks like he, he did look a player actually. I thought for, until he got injured. I, I, I really yeah, do yeah, think yeah, I might I have got it wrong about him actually. I agree. It was a fantastic goal, great feet, wasn't and it? then just kept driving into the corner. Great. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Um, Martin, all, all uh, I mean, you know, at that point of the game, it was all looking quite good, wasn't it? And uh, and then we got a penalty quite deservedly, having been cheated by uh, a Nats cock when... Well, we uh, almost got a penalty earlier on when... Well, yeah, exactly what I was saying, yeah. ...given offside for something you just once again look and say, which part of his bloody... the, the well, micro bit of his boot for It was God. a Nats cock, wasn't it? Um, oh, Martin, oh. Um, a terrible penalty by Enzo, I have to say. Um you know, he put it right where a keeper can save it. Uh, as I've put in my notes, saved by a nipple with Ariola in goal. 
Um, apparently, he took it off Jackson. Oh, he was going to. Thank clever. you, thank you. Wow! I, th- I thought everybody, it be... everybody listening to the fancast, Chidge there was on fire. Yeah, Ariola... mate, I've done the Ariola nipple joke before. To be fair, I've never. I don't remember. Well, it, well when we played PSG, I think it was PSG. Anyway, enough of the oh, okay. nipple. I must have missed it then. Maybe you probably yeah. weren't listening to me. Who knew? Anyway, <laughs> Martin, where the hell was I? Uh, about nipples. We were talking about nipples, weren't we? No. Why? Why did he take it off Jackson? Surely, if you're a striker, and he needs to get a goal, what was going on with that? It backfired. Whatever happened. I do not know. If I'm Jackson in that position, I'm telling Enzo to fuck off out yeah. the way on the striker. I'm taking the penalty. That's so another thing. Is we don't. Re- I suppose if Unkunku was fit, he's on the penalties. From what I've seen of him for RB Leipzig, he was pretty good at them. Fortunately, that's not the case. He's smashed his knee up. And then after that, who knows? Obviously, the previous regular penalty taker is now long gone on, on the Arsenal subs bench, I believe. And um, If that. Well, true. But um, yeah, I thought it was very strange and... It was such a bad penalty that if he did try and pull rank to take it, then it was a very foolhardy decision. I hope he's not one he makes in future. But he, he similarly, Martin, had a dreadful game. He did offer. He missed the penalty. He did, he yes, played he very, did. He's played very well in the first half. He was, up, he was up to it in the first half. Second half completely fell apart. I, I actually, but not alone in that. I think, I th- actually, I, I, think, I think that missed penalty was the, uh, the turning point. I mean, weirdly... Um, Having watched, I watched Sky's highlights, which is slightly longer than Match of the Days. And uh, as they came up, because it was just before, it was a. Br- I, I said to Sash, I said, "Mate, this is a brilliant time to score because you kind of when you get a penalty, you assume you're going to score it." Uh, and it was about 41 minutes, wasn't it? And uh, obviously, the half-time whistle blew soon afterwards, and they trudged off, looking rather crestfallen. And I think it and it gave West Ham a big well, boost I, before well, half-time. I think they, when they were trudging off, was around the time Chukwemeka got injured. Uh, yeah. So there might have been a little bit of that too. Bit of both, then, really. I mean, second half, uh, I, th- I mean, you know, if the penalty, you know, was a turning point, Antonio's goal was, was definitely uh, another one. I thought it was poor from Dizazi, the way he gave the ball away, basically. Colwell was brushed aside. It has to be said, not the first defender in the world to be brushed aside by Antonio. He's a bit of a brute force. But I think the, the the thing was the goal came from nowhere, and I think it it killed us. And I and I, as, uh, you know, talking earlier on, J.K., I don't think there's anything Sanchez could have done about that. But I think it really killed us, didn't it, J.K.? Yeah, I suppose I'm being slightly unfair on Sanchez just because he had nothing. Well, to we do. we haven't they seen were, we have. You're right. Were, we haven't seen him make a save yet because he really hasn't had any to make. It was a great goal, fantastic goal. I just felt there was an ineptitude about the defending, and I'm worried about Silver in this setup. And I'm worried about Colwell, who so far has not looked anything like a, I don't know, what would you call him, is the assessment. He'd be another 100 million, wouldn't he, if we actually bought him from Brighton. But he signed a six-year contract. He seems to be, I mean, you know, bless him, he's having he's being forced to play left-back a lot of the time if Chilwell is up front doing his left-winger business. It just seems they're all slightly not dealing with the five at the back, you know, the... the um, the three at the back, sorry, with the two wing backs. Um, and because it seems to shift into a four. And then if it shifts into the four, Colwell is essentially then the left back while Chilwell is further up, getting back from being so advanced. And if Chilwell is the left back, then, sorry, Chilwell is the winger, you then don't need um, Mudrick to play at all. 
So that was why Chilwell was taken off when Mudrick was there, because he then played four. But you're then forcing Colwell to be the fullback. And he just cannot deal with that at all. And I thought um, Dizazi was very at fault with the uh, um, with the goal, wasn't he? With the but by just not getting close enough to to um, and he went through his legs as well to uh, Antonio. But at the same time, um, somebody did a very crap pass earlier on. Just didn't pass it with enough force, so the ball was actually given straight to it Antonio. Was it, was it no? I think it was in the other side. I think it was. Uh, can't think who it was. I can't remember. Anyway, anyway, but it, it, it there's too much sort of tippy tapping going along, and it was it was the perfect opportunity for them to to grab it. That was smash and grab, wasn't it? That was that was a mud. Well, and that was their it, game it, plan, wasn't it, Martin? Yeah, it regressed. Our play regressed in the second half yeah. really badly, Completely. and yeah. it went from you know passing through the thirds and with a you know forward focus to the horseshoe of doom we used to have under Lampard and um, part of where there's the passes would go around in an arc and it resembled that scene in the Simpsons where um, they demonstrate a, a, a soccer match in a redneck stadium and they see two sideways passes and then it starts a riot because nothing's actually happening. It was very, very, very strange. But again, West Ham made it difficult. They were yeah. always going to do that. We said it yeah. on Friday. Yeah. So, there should have been no surprises there, and it's disappointing that they weren't able to um, adjust to it. Re- with regards to Antonio's goal, there was something on Sky Sports News just now, and I think they they hinted that Antonio almost faked the shot the first time, yeah. which threw Disassi a little bit, gave him an extra split second, then, and he's just no, good goal. Put put it through um, his legs, and it's unsighted Sanchez a little bit. No, it's a good goal, no no doubt about that. Uh, right, uh, we're going to have a quick break in a minute or two, um, and when we do, we will be talking about what we're going to be talking about in part two. Well, more on Mudrick, Sterling, Jackson, Caicedo, uh, Ka- get it right, and uh, all sorts of other things beside. But before we do, it's time for our weekly homage to the best fanzine in the world. I was uh, very happy that I saw DJ's little face yesterday. He gave Sasha a copy of CFC UK, so the brainwashing is starting. Uh, anyway, um, if you want to get a copy of CFC UK, uh, obviously easiest thing to do, go to a home or an away match. DJ's always at the away matches too. But they have a stall opposite the uh, Fulham Broadway kind of shopping centre entrance and uh, you can pick one up for only a pound or from any of the sellers that are around uh, Fulham Road, uh, Kings Road on the day. Um it's Fulham Road, isn't it? What am I talking about? Um, if you can't get there in person, do not panic. You can still get a proper copy of CFC UK by emailing fanzine at cfcuk.net. And you can subscribe for a year. It'll cost you 20 quid if you're in the UK, 45 quid in Europe, 60 quid in the rest of the world. And if you don't want a hard copy, you can get a digital copy, a PDF of it. Uh, and that will cost you six quid for a year subscription or a pound each then you can pay that via PayPal. So there you go. And uh, while you're at it, uh, get yourself a Chelsea pitch owner's share. If you want to own a piece of Chelsea, then you do need to get a share. So owning a share means you have a share of the freehold of the stadium and that protects it from being sold on to a property developer at some time in the future, possibly. But the more important thing, it means that football will be played at Stamford Bridge. It's spiritual home forever. CPO also own the name Chelsea. So if the club decide they want to move away, even for a, a period while they get the new stadium built, 
the, the CPO has to agree it. So it basically gives us, the supporters, an incredible amount of clout over owners who are trying to pull a fast one, as happened in 2012, Martin? Was it 13? Is it 2011, was wasn't it? 11? They, tried, they tried that vote. Yeah, actually, it was 11. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the prices for a share are 120 quid. Uh, sorry, 100, 110 quid for an electro, uh, electronic share and about 175 quid for a framed uh, well, a share that is framed and signed by a Chelsea player. So go to the main Chelsea website, chelseafc.com, and search for Chelsea Pitch Owners. We will be back in a minute. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's match day problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to NordVPN dot com forward slash chelsea fancast there's no risk with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the chelsea fancast the link is in the podcast episode description box away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery you in order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply See mcdonalds.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Football Fancast. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am Stamford Chidge, and down there is Jonathan Kidd. Hello, Josiah. Lovely to see you, well Bean. And uh, we got we got uh, back again. We're spoiled. Martin Wickham is back with us on a Monday. It's a very different show on a Monday, isn't it? It's far too considered and calm. <laughs> well, I don't know. I always think that I think the Friday night show is the, the, the sensible one. This one goes anywhere, doesn't it? Really, usually down the ta- down the pan. But there you go. I, I didn't want to say. I know. Well, I beat you to it. Um, it's good to see you, mate. Thank you for subbing in. It's very kind of you. Um, right. Um, we we talked a little bit about Mudrick earlier on, didn't we, uh, Martin? And yeah, I don't think he had a particularly good game. It has to be said. I mean, you know, he he looks good, and then it all goes. I mean, there was one horrendous moment where he just fell over, which is kind of classic. I tell you what, I wonder, Martin. The real the real issue here, irrespective of how good, badly, or indifferently he's playing, I wonder if he is feeling the weight of expectation, and that is affecting his game. I don't know about weight of expectation because I don't really think there's been that much applied to him. He's always been a, a purchase of promise. He's just not 
delivered. And the one that stands out for me was um, when he crossed ball came over in the last few minutes and he had a chance to you know, at least get it on target. And it looked like, I don't know if you ever remember these when you were, when you were little, these, plastic footballs where if you kick them they're like little floater balls and they could go anywhere and he sliced this ball and it just arced like god knows where i still can't work out how he managed to do it but it was indicative of his performance again he is a player who thrived on speed yeah and getting in behind high line defenses well guess what west ham are not going to do that exactly. they're not going to give him the space but yeah he has to um well Obviously, I know there's a lot going on in his home country. I don't know how much any of that is affecting him because he's a long way from home. But And he's young. That too. And a just... hefty price tag and a lot of hype about it, which is really why I'm wondering if it's affecting yeah. him. Well, he could... He could sit in a he could sit in a big room with some fellow travellers if it's um big big price, young age, and high expectation because there's a whole dressing room full of them and they need to get it together somehow. I know there's people paid a lot of money to help them in that and I hope they're doing their job. Exactly. A lot of the expectation unfortunately is if you've paid eighty five million for somebody and you've you've gazumped another Premier League side to do it. And they're supposed to be and even according to their YouTube um uh, excerpts of their career are excellently fantastic. You expect them to deliver that. And in a sense, he's he's the victim of his own excellence, playing at uh, playing in Russia, isn't he? By being so, he so... played he played a couple of games for Shakhtar on the Champions League, where he looked really impressive. Very impressive. And and, and the fee seems to have been based on that. Yeah, and yeah. then there was the whole weird one-upsmanship with Arsenal, Arsenal, where I just don't understand. I just I, I still think some of these purchases they're making are just for kudos on social media, rather than is are they actually going to do a job? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not traumatised at all about missing out on Michael Elise. I don't think we need him. We've got enough wide young midfielders. What we need is a core, and that needs to settle down. Well, I think, as we've said, I think the three positions we need to be worried about are goalie, mid, midfield, and striker. I think it's, it's constant buying wingers and midfield players who well, are... Oh, hang on. A, a, create, a creative midfielder. Yeah, yeah. Well, though that isn't Elise, isn't that? Is he? Is uh, is Lavia one of those specifically, no. or is he? He's not. He's a he's a he's another ball playing winger. Six, but I, I think no, he's he, a midfielder. I, he's a six or an eight. Is he? But but he's not a. He's a not a ten. I thought he was pretty creative. I thought he did mazy runs. But People were not, talking about not, Hazard. No, but this is the point. I mean, I, I'm going to, you know, I could get onto it later, but I won't. I mean, you know. Now, I'm going to park it because I want to talk about it a little in a bit more depth in a minute. I, 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 I think that this, um, I think the money that we're playing for these players is a bit of a red herring. I really do. I don't necessarily think it's a red herring for them. I do think they are feeling the weight of expectation, and I think that's because they're young. And if a club has forked out a lot of money for you when you when you haven't really done anything in the game, I think that's going to put an inordinate pressure on you. I don't think it can be. I think. You know the base. The bottom line is, is that all these clubs that we're buying players from know that we're going to pay top dollar, so they're pulling our pants down. Now that's not these players' fault, but I think the fact that we've had to pay a lot of money for them and they come in, I think it does heap an awful lot more pressure and expectation on them. I mean, you know, we've we've seen a lot of players come here. I mean, Robert Fleck is a, a, a case in point. Uh, Fernando Torres is a case in point. You know, I, there's something 
about that i think that that just puts too much expectation on them but i think particularly particularly yes i know i was about to say that particularly because these are young kids unlike torres who was actually he'd proven it i mean he was a a world-class striker when we bought him not quite sure we could say the same about flecky but he had actually had a good track record so you know these guys got no track record and they've got this massive price tag put on them. I'm sure it's affecting them. Certainly Mudrick, anyway. But there we go. Like I, you, like I said expect- earlier, there's there's 100 million pound fees going on players whose career doesn't warrant that fee yeah. because our our owners are mugs. Yeah, yeah. But our owners have got so much money it becomes irrelevant. All they're doing is outbidding, yeah. aren't they? Really, they're just giving in to what's being asked. It's an auction for them, isn't it? Like buying a buying a Picasso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I think but I, I think the problem is as supporters, you expect Mudrick for that shot that you mentioned that he volleyed wide. You expect to see it in the back of the net. But I think that the point I'm making, I think, I say I think because I'm not quite sure, I'm making it up as I go along. Well, I may not picture that. I'm just being no, no. But the, the point, the point is this: is that he is not. I mean, how much did we spunk up up the wall again for him for Mudrick? Eighty-five million pounds. Yeah, he's not an eighty-five million pound player. Kai. Sado is not a 115 million player. Fernandez is not a 100 and whatever he was player. Ed, you know, yeah. in the old, in old money, you're, when you're breaking transfer records, you're expecting, a, 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 you know, like one of the best players in the world. The finished article. And the finished article. These guys are not that. Now, it's not their fault that we're having to pay that money for them. But I think it, it puts pressure on them and it also raises expectations from us because we're thinking, well, we've spent all that money on them, so they've got to be good. Well, they haven't been yet. Who knows? They may be in three or four years' time. It's, it's. I think it's. Tr- we are trying to get our heads around a very different strategy that's happening at this club at the moment, and I'm finding it quite difficult to get my head around it. I think but it's all- generous to call it a strategy. <laughs> but also, I, I think it shows you one of the reasons why some of these players haven't been automatic starters, because I think they're demonstrating this to Pochettino in training. Because we're saying, why hasn't Mudrick been starting? You know, surely he must start. Surely he's good enough. Surely he's better than him. And if he's playing as badly as that, or not showing any kind of awareness in training, well, in, you you can understand why he's thinking, well, is he? He's not going to contribute very much if he's playing that in that average kind of way. You know, it's like Mudweke, or he kept saying Mudweke should come in. Mudweke was, I, I know, it was his first start. Was really off the pace. His decision making was very peculiar. Being injured. I know, and indeed, think, indeed, indeed. But I know he's been injured, but we were thinking that perhaps that you know, if he could replicate some of the the uh, the form he had at the beginning of, uh, when he played at the end of last season, yeah, he, good, give, he? He, he would give um, Sterling a run for his money. But no, when we've been, you know, we've been um, we've been wrong about Sterling. Well, we have to J.K. I mean, uh, bloody hell, where did that come from? I mean, I mean, it's ironic, isn't it? Because we were talking about Mudrick playing instead of sterling a couple of weeks yeah. ago but yeah it, i have to say you know you know if they're shit we'll call it out but actually when they're good we also need to recognize that and i thought martin that sterling was excellent yesterday best game for ages i thought he was our best player on the day i mean he still he couldn't at- hit cow's ass with a banjo but he did everything else pretty well he was absolutely magnificent he was beating players he was causing absolute pandemonium in their area and he was a threat the whole time and he was bringing other players in as well he was linking well with a gusto in the first half it was it was what we expected it to see from him and it was quite it was really as part i think part of the 
encouragement in the first half was just how good Sterling was because he had them shitting themselves. Mm. He faded a little bit in the second half, I accept that, but again, the whole team did. Just you know, it'd be lovely to see it more than once. I want to you'd see it on a more consistent basis. Um, yeah, I thought it was um, obviously the um, I think the main highlight for Chelsea was how he played because like, if there's something happening with him. Then there's a chance with you know there's a chance that he's not going to be a write-off at the end of the season. Yeah, that's very true. J.K. is he the best a man can get yet? <laughs> uh, I may have to change my uh, attitude towards calling him uh, uh, blunt um, on the fan bite um, because of his uh, um, his sudden sharpness. Uh, but uh, um, it's it, he's also got to. To get people on his side who are who have got fed up with his being really bang average, because there were several people standing near me who wouldn't accept the fact that he was um, that he was performing very well. And it, it, there was a, a decision he made, but I think when he got to the penalty area and then he had a shot and he done quite he did well with the dribble. And then it came back out to him and he had a shot and he shouldn't have had a shot. He should have squared it. And the guy behind me went apoplectic and saying he shouldn't be playing for the club ever and how dreadful he was. So he's he's very tainted goods because of his terrible performances last year. But I, I'm I you know where credit where it's due, he was easily the most um, dangerous forward that we had absolutely. And other than the the, the very willing Jackson because he is at the moment he's very willing who got did a couple of things and played passes into the penalty area and there was nobody there but uh, uh it's it keeps I, I i keep looking at it and thinking this is it's very work in progress and i think he's got to come up with a with a selection and an attitude and a and a, a pattern that they're all getting that they get used to because at the moment i think they're all playing slightly different different styles and different positions well what is it um, what is it you said uh i can't remember who you i think oh i know well well, well before we, I'm going to remind you, playing the, all the uh, right notes, but not necessarily in the right order, wasn't it? It was about Kaikado, but we'll talk about that yeah. in a minute. Talk about that in a minute because yeah. you mentioned Jackson, and yeah. and and I, I again, I was I was actually I, I like Jackson. He's got a what we would call vim and vigor. I thought I thought yesterday a bit like what we were saying about Mudrick. Pointless playing Mudrick against a team that's going to defend with ten or even nine men against the uh, uh, behind the ball, but. Uh, Martin, he, you know, I thought Jackson tried hard all game. I mean, the thing about that was he he needed support because he was always going to be out out muscled by two absolute units, and or was crowded out anywhere near the area. So, a, t- a difficult game for him unless he's got he's playing off somebody or somebody's playing off him. But I'm I'm quite happy with him. I think it'll come with him. He looks all. I like his attitude, apart from anything else. Like him to get a shot on target occasionally as well, though. That's the yeah, next again, thing. Again, again, you know, give him space, and he will. But he he wasn't going to get any space yesterday. Yeah, and then then you have to um, like you say, you when know, he did, a, they a, found a second him. a second a, a second striker for heaven's sake, yeah. or just someone to make runs because you know, playing Gallagher further forward might may be an idea. Well, yeah. Certainly, it's an option if Chukwemeka's outlook for a few weeks, yeah, but well, we shall see. That's a very, very good point, and you segued it beautifully. I mean, we, I was, we were almost just about to talk about Kaikado, uh, or Kaisedo, as I should, of course, call him. Um, you said on Friday, Martin, uh, that he shouldn't start, and boy, were you proved right. I thought it was a poor penalty to concede, although I think he was 
he was just he just looked so off the pace and also unfamiliar with everybody around him which is you know completely not surprising and also not his fault um i wouldn't i'm not, i mean you know he had a horrible game but i'm not going to kick dig him out for that because he's had no prep time with any of them and as i said i think as i said as i said on friday i don't think he's had much of a pre-season i thought it was really interesting that he came on for chilwell not gallagher because i kind of presume that that might happen but he came on for chilwell and then the whole system changed this is what you've been banging on about all evening isn't it jk yeah yeah, I, I'm. I'm. That's what I meant about. I, I'm not sure that they, 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 they've got so many systems. It's all very well Pochettino saying yes. Well, they, they can adapt, but I, I, I'm, I'm worried that they, that it's too difficult for them. Suddenly, a man comes on and they, they've got new players coming in and they have to play a di- different pattern. Then I think ultimately, if he starts, you're then obliged to play a certain way. If, if Casido starts, because he is the. He's the defensive midfielder. And then I think it works out accordingly. And I think they have to play four at the back. And I I'm, I don't know there when, does Chilwell replace Colwell because he's playing left back? Is that what happens? Does it, or is Silver, it is, a lot of people were looking for Silver's head on, um, they were, on, they? on, on Twitter. They were. And I, and I, I think that's, that's because they want the, the team not to concede any goals at all when he plays. But if it, it he can't be everywhere. He's a great player. Um, they've somehow got to find a pattern where he is he is used in a way that allows him to be as 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 good a player as he is. I'm not seeing that at the moment. I'm seeing I'm seeing teams take advantage of people's errors around him. He doesn't seem to be making the errors particularly. I'm not seeing him making making glitches. I'm not also the trouble is I'm not seeing him doing much defensive work. But against West Ham, because they weren't attacking that much it uh, once again you just think are we being very specific about certain goals but i didn't i didn't see him play badly i didn't just didn't see him contribute a huge amount but i i, I think that they if it, it all will come clear when casido starts every, which he will do every week as to exactly where everybody starts playing and i think then a then a more consistent side will be selected, which I, I don't think Mudrick plays in initially. I think he comes on as a um, as a um, a shock player. Well, I think he uh, made, he's a great impact player because of his exactly, speed. So exactly, teams are retiring yeah. or they're chasing yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going yeah. to exploit space. Uh, Martin, Greg uh, makes a really good point, actually, about Chilwell and Mudrick op- occupying the same space. And Mudrick was in the middle at the time of the sub when... when uh, and then he moved out wide when Caicedo came on. Um, but I think I think J- you know JK's rightly been making this point, and and one I made as well in the notes anyway uh, that Poch really needs to sort his system out. Um, you know, the, I do you know what this is perhaps really the, the the genesis of why I called the you know the title of the show you know meet the new season same as the old season, last season. Whatever. With the suggestion of of the who in it, of course. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, it seems to me that, like so many managers before him, when you've got Reese James and Ben Chilwell, you've got two of the best wing backs around. So, oh, okay, we got to play with wing backs. That's where we're going to get our width from. And actually, also, that's great because when we're out of possession, we've got five at the back, which is going to help Silver out because his legs have gone. So if you play Silver, you've got to play him in a three because he gets exposed in a four. But that's okay because we've got great wing backs, so we'll play Chilwell and James. And then James gets injured, 
And then the manager goes, no, no, I, I still want to play with wing backs. But but sorry, manager, we've now only got one wing back because the you know you either if you're going to play wing backs, you play it with James and Chilwell. If you Absolutely. if they, one of them's out, then you don't play with wing backs. So you don't. Gusto is not a wing no, back. No, so you don't play. Don't, don't play. Don't play three at the back. Go yeah. go four at the back, and of course, then you can't play silver, and it all gets very horribly complicated. So I think, in the, and I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because all during the preseason, he played four two three one. We've always presumed that the two will be, uh, um, well, quite possibly be Fernandez and Caicedo playing on the double pivot. Uh, and it will be a very different system. And he's played three at the back all the time. And I wonder if it's because it's, it's the same old problem that we've had. How do we protect Silver? And how you know? And we've got to play wing backs. We've got two really, really good ones. And then they one gets injured, and they still carry on, and it looks like crap. So I don't know. Mental. Yeah, I think he should have stuck to his guns a little bit. He was playing four throughout the preseason. We played James and Chilwell in all those games, and they seemed fairly competent in it I also wonder if we've forgotten a, forgotten a little bit with all the signings and the fact that he got injured at the back end of last season and Ben Wabad Yashil yeah because he's got to come back from injury he played alongside De Sassi at Monaco yeah in a centre-back pairing yeah. as a four yeah. so I wonder if there is that is the long-term long-term but the, plan but the, where, the, the, the sorry, thing, no go on you, okay I mean my my point really here is is the same criticism we've levelled at, at Tuchel even, let alone Potter and Frank. Play the formation that best suits the players you have available, surely. Yeah, I agree. And for a lot of that, well, for most of that time, Thiago Silva was the best, one of the best defenders available. And some may argue he still is. So unless, you know, there is a concerted decision that he will be phased out, then... We're kind of stuck betwixt and between on that. But if you've got if you've got a, a, a really mobile and and proper defensive midfielder, which is apparently what we bought in Caicedo, then surely he protects Silver because you know the bottom line was we didn't have anybody who could do that. Jorginho couldn't. You and I can run faster than Jorginho, you know. So if you've got a decent DM, then if you're worried about uh, Silver's lack of pace, then that you're protected. But I mean, I think this is a spurious thing about his lack of pace. I mean, I, there was a there was a moment in the Liverpool game uh, last week where Salah, I think it was Salah, got the ball, and he had ten yards in his head. You know, he only has to sprint for ten yards, and he's going to be okay. I don't think he gets flat-footed too much. He reads the game too well, so I don't I don't think it's the I don't think it's the the, the problem that I think perhaps some of our managers think it is. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to keep everybody happy. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, that we're playing three centre backs because we've got Dizazi, we've got Silver, and we've got Colwell. So either you know one of those three is not going to play if we play a proper four at the back. Maybe that's yeah. the issue. Well, yeah, I think you've got they've got to bite the bullet at some point, make a decision, stick to it because chopping and changing the formations mid-game is like rearranging the air, aircraft in mid-flight. Do you think it's going to be Badiashil and Dzazi and with I think two, it, the I two fullbacks? And it won't be Colwell, despite this huge fuss about making sure he signed a contract. So it won't be Colwell, and it and, and it'll be um, will it be Chilwell and and um, well, it's going to be James, isn't it? But they're but they're not playing wing back. Yeah, but they've played back four before. It's not well, indeed, indeed. But you're, you're then you're missing out on two of the best wing backs in 
in Britain. But if we've got a good defensive midfielder and two very good centre-backs and we play teams most of the time you're going to have to defend with a low block and 10 men against the ball, uh, behind the ball, then, I mean, if Liverpool can can play Trent Terence Derby and Robertson as left and and right full-backs who bomb forward all the time, why on earth can't James and Chilwell do that? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you need the midfield base. You need yes. you need the midfield need base in there, absolutely, which we, which we haven't had for the last yeah. two to three seasons because well, the amount of times we've bemoaned it without Kanse, um, other opposition teams could just play through our midfield with ease. Yeah, yeah and and, yeah, that, yeah. and that's 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 what Liverpool always used to do because if you think about Liverpool's midfield three, they were all very defensively minded. You know, uh, what's his name? Um, Wind. What's his, what what oh, bloody hell? I can't pronounce his name. Shoboshle? No, no, but going back Bollocks. a bit. Uh, Wijnaldum. 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 I was trying to call him Winona Ryder for a minute. Anyway, Wijnaldum, Fabinho, you know, Henderson, you know, they were predominantly defensively minded midfielders and that's the throttle. Milner, I mean, that's how, that's who, that's what they played. So, you know, basically the two fullbacks could bomb up and down with their hearts content because they'd be covered. I don't see why we can't, we've got the players, I think, to be able to do that. So it'll be interesting. I mean, this, this, you know, this, I think this is the key at the moment. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, um, I think you're right. I think there, there is, uh, you know, there's clearly some problems at the moment. I think, I think, you know, like like all sports, we're all very, you know, quick to judge. It's only been two games. I don't actually think that yesterday's performance was. If you kind of split the last two games up into quarters, I think we've had three decent ones and one duff one. I don't think it was that bad. I think it was, as Martin was saying on Friday, and we were all saying on Friday, it was always going to be quite a difficult game against West Ham. We know how they're going to play. They mugged us off. They've done it before. They'll probably do it again. I do think it was a, it's a different game if we score that penalty and we don't commit the bloody daft defensive errors. But if we score that pen with 2-1 up, that's a different game for West Ham. And I think we could have, you know, Mudrick comes on and we could have exploited that. But I think JK's right. We're all right. We've been saying it for weeks and weeks and weeks, if not months and months and months. We do not have a creative player to unlock teams who have 10 men or even nine men behind the ball. And we haven't bought one yet. Uh, we still need that. Um, I, I think the jury's out on Sanchez. We haven't really seen him in anger, I don't think. But I think JK's worried, and I kind of share that a little bit. And, of course, most important of all, if we really want to start winning things again, we need a striker who can score... 20 plus goals a season so you know these have not been addressed Martin have they well heaven forbid Sanchez gets injured yeah. so we haven't we've got kids and Marcus Bettinelli as a replacement so that's not you know I know Bergstrom's a full international for Finland but you know his last league games I believe were for Peterborough Bloody so <laughs> uh, no offence to Peterborough but that's a bit of a a leap and a half. I don't understand the thinking behind letting Kepa go that close to the start of the season. The only thing I can think of is that wages off a lot, the books. Wait, exactly that wages off the book, and that's if that's driving the decisions. It's not. It's not this data-driven shite they've been claiming. It's pure book balancing. It's money. But surely it? that was an opportunity to to get rid of a goalkeeper that they didn't think was elite enough. Surely that's why they. Then you have to replace him with one who is elite enough. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Yeah, and the other thing, we talk about how poor Caicedo looked on Sunday. They spent two months pissing Brighton around, arguing about the fee. 
And then in the end, they paid 115 million last week to get the deal done. Had they just bit the bullet and done that in, say, June or July, Caicedo gets pre-season over in the States. And possibly a lot of the issues we had with him coming on. I mean, I saw the mocked up image of him coming on and they'd replaced his boots with um, work boots because he looked so so clumsy. I'd say a lot of that would have been averted because he'd actually had the the pre-season with the new management, with his new teammates, and he'd have looked they wouldn't have been strangers to him. But this is because they wanted to be the smartest people in the rooms. So they dipped around. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I, I, I mean, it's a question. I don't know. I mean, it would be very easy, I think, JK, to to say that this is a bit of a bit of a hangover from last season. I mean, who was that idiot? It was Martin. It was uh, Martin Keown, of course. When I think oh, of idiot, thank God you said Keown. No, 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 not you, mate. No, no. Yes, very good, very droll. Uh, and I was just taking my brain time to catch up. You know, whenever I hear the word Martin, an idiot, I always associate it with Martin Keown, of course. And he was on Match of the Day last season going, oh, you know, that's like uh, you know, a couple of wins in 31 games or something horrible like that. Try And actually, Mark Chapman, to his eternal credit... But last on, night, yeah, he said it. On yeah, Match yeah, of the yeah. Day too, said, mate, yeah. you, 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 this is a totally different team, a different manager. You yeah. cannot conflate yeah. the two, you fuckwit. So, yeah. Bob, fuck off. He probably, he probably didn't call him a fuckwit, though. No, I he should have done, but he didn't. I wish he'd called him Bob, because everybody in football knows what that means. Martin Keown, yeah. Martin <laughs> Keogh's nickname in football is Bob. Brain of Britain, because yeah, it's not it's not as good as the um, say an oh, irony. No, the Jason McAteer jokes about him being a bit of a oh, a bit of a Wally. Yeah, so when he asked to pass, ke- I think he was asked to um, pass the tomato ketchup, and he said red or brown and things like oh, that. No, he's not the brightest. But it joke. wasn't this Saturday. It was match of the day on no, Saturday. It was match of the day two. No, he, he had three. It was three, match um, of the day two. Who did he have? Andros Townsend, Ashley Williams, and Andros Townsend, and Martin Keogh. Ashley Williams, Andros Townsend. No, no, no. It was on Saturday, Chidge. Mate, it was it was on it was on Sunday. I watched it last night. I didn't watch Match of the Day on Saturday. They had Murphy and Shearer on Saturday with Lineker. And they couldn't be showing highlights of a Chelsea game on Saturday because nope. there wasn't one. I thought he had Williams, um, Andros Townsend, and, and... Keogh. Bob, another, another yeah, guy. Bob. Oh well. Regardless, anyway. he did say, indeed, as you said, he attempted to, as several people are doing on oh, talks. Yeah, wankers. Like they're trying to make out that um, they were saying, why would anybody want to go to Chelsea? They were twelfth last year, wow. missing missing the point completely. Churning the waters to wind up white van drivers to pay two pound fifty to phone them up to moan at them. Yeah, it's, it's bollocks. Just all it's just bollocks. A scam. Look, personally, I do you know what? I don't think this is a hangover from last season at all. I, I, as I said, I mean the reality. I mean, I know we had seventy-five possession, but frankly, that was always going to be a. I mean, West Ham will, will happily concede seventy-five possession to Chelsea when they come to, um, you know, their their manner because you know they're going to play with a low block. I, it's, I think it's seventy-five percent stat, uh, you know, possession stats is, is spurious, but. You know, I don't think we were as bad as it felt. It always feels horrible to lose to West Ham. That's the point. What I think is, um, the, the, basically, it's going to take it's going to take time for this lot to gel. It's pretty much a new team, as I said earlier on in the intro. You know, you've got a lot of young players here. That'll take time. You've got players who are not 
you know, familiar with the Premier League, so that will take time. You've got a new manager figuring out the best system to play them in. That will take time. I suspect that, I mean, one, one thing occurred to me yesterday watching it was that there were times when it, you know, we've said the, what, what, what we've liked about Poch so far is the, is the quick transition and getting people into the box and getting forward quickly and playing it much quicker. And at times... It looks, and we've seen this before with Chelsea. They, they, when in doubt, when they're freaked out, they try and revert back to what they know. And what they've known for the last, you know, since Sarri really, is I'll oh, keep the ball, pass it two yards to somebody else, and not lose it. And we saw a lot of that, and it looked very stodgy as a result. But I mean, again, not helped by West Ham playing with nine men, ten men behind the ball. It's going to take time. I think this is not a bad thing to have happened on Sunday because I think we probably needed a bit of a reality check. But it is going to take time for all this to gel, JK, in my humble opinion. You wonder how many other teams are going to play like this, though. Particularly because it was particularly... You remember they parked the bus when Mourinho was manager, where the expression parked the bus came Luton from. Luton will do it. Bournemouth probably will do it. Yeah. I don't think Bournemouth will do it. No, Bournemouth actually are very good at playing um, quite expansive football, actually. Forest will do it. Yeah, Forest will definitely do it. Yeah. In fact, Forrest completely because they just rely on the big boot down to the the big centre forward. What's his name? And uh, Womney. yeah. who scores good goals, but he's very similar to Antonio. Big unit um, gets on the on the end of um, good crosses, you know. And by the way, this this purchasing Johnson thing, I think I mentioned it on Friday. Was Boris was Johnson? It, does it completely made up? He's got a lot up front. I'll give him that. Oh, clever, Chidge. Clever, clever. But because um, uh, he's not going to be the answer to to buying a, you know, if you want to buy a striker, please, let's not have another nippy whippy guy. Let's find somebody who's a bruiser, bruiser, mate, bruiser, put, the ball, mate. put the ball in the fucking net. You know, oh, I, I actually did shout. I shouted out yesterday. Get it in the fucking mixer. I actually said it. Did anybody understand you? No, no. There's some very amusing people that were singing. Gareth, Gareth Hall, Gareth, Gareth Hall, which I thought was quite funny. Said in irony, I think. That's some good people, actually. I'm talking which, actually. They were, they, I had, a, I, I mean, apart from the, you know, the result in the second half, which was really rather disappointing, to say the least, um, I, I really enjoyed it. First time I've been to, to West Ham's, uh, you know, new taxpayer stadium. Um, but I thought the, the, the big gap between the upper and the lower tiers is horrible. Absolutely yeah, horrible. But they have to have that, don't they? Because of the um, uh, it's seating. It moves the seating up and down. It makes it um, portable. All that blue area that you don't sit in, that's below us before the the uh, the seats in the front. I always wonder who who actually gets tickets for the seats right by the the pitch because I've never the few times I've been there, I've always been sitting at the back. Is yeah. it where do they come from? Are they certain? Um, uh, members in the club, or what are they? Are they are they from uh, um, what parts of the ground do they come from? Well, where I was sitting, it was all very, very dyed in the wall away. Actually, this is a question for you, Martin. I was quite surprised actually because we were right at the back, which is not a particularly brilliant place to be, and every single person there are like dyed in the wall, old school away. I know a lot of them, away season ticket holders. And it just occurred to me, is that what happens? Because I would have thought you would have got much better seats than that if you're an away season ticket holder. I think it depends where you, on the away season ticket preference form, there's a there's a preference box, you know, do you want to be at the, you know, back, top, or towards the front, so to speak. Oh, I never, um, I've never seen one of them. 
I've, it's on the away season ticket form. It, there is a preference marker. And I put, I can't remember, I think we put middle on ours, but at West Ham, it translates into 12 rows from the front, which wasn't too never, bad. But um, I've never been given that option. It's, it's been on the forms for the last few seasons. Oh, well. Yeah. Ah. And, and they kind of saved the, they saved the options from previous years as well. So mm. I've not had to, I've just renewed them now and they just end up, the away seats seem to just be roughly a third of the way up and it's kind of exaggerated at West Ham because like you say the rows go up to bloody 60s and 70s so well um you know as I said it was I mean I actually I actually had a, a really a really good day uh I took my nephew to his first away game we managed to miss Smithy in the pub but we went to cracking pub uh, called the crate there's a brilliant bit in uh, Hackney Wick, actually. They've got loads of kind of breweries and uh, making their own beer. So we had a couple of pints, which is very, very nice. Uh, we, we, but some, so I, I can't remember who you are. I do apologise for this. But as I was wandering around looking for Smithy, somebody shouted out, Chidge, Chidge, the Bugfather, which is great. We were, you were wearing a red England shirt. So t- remind me who you are by whatever means you can. But thank you for saying hello. Saw Clifford. And Cat, the uh, supporters liaison officer, and Paul Hay from the Trust. Uh, Oscar Taborda came and said hello. Uh, John and Ben. John and Ben were the ones that sort the tickets out. DJ. Told you Callum was there with his mum. And the, I don't know if you know Wayne uh, uh, JK, but he was sitting next to us. Charlie Skillen was there. Saw Dom at half time, didn't we? Dom from the Trust. And uh, Neil. Neil Beard. And Ari, who I'd not met before, and Andy, Andy Cairns, the legend that is Andy Cairns from Therapy Question Mark. I got a hug, got a hug from him. Yeah, no, I love Andy, great lad. And uh, and uh, who and else? Are you up? And from Neil, hug from Neil. Got a hug from Neil. Uh, yeah, it's just great. It's great seeing everybody. And my uh, my nephew absolutely, absolutely loved the day. Um, loved the day, of course, and. Uh, I sent him. I sent him this after. I nicked this from Tony, but it it absolutely uh, um, nails it because he was a bit. I said, "Did you enjoy the? Did you enjoy the? Uh, did you enjoy it then?" And he said, "Yeah, the first half was all right." I said, "Well, yeah, I did buy you two pints before, mate." You know. <laughs> anyway, I said I sent him this uh, on WhatsApp today. I said to to a new generation of football fans. Firstly, welcome on board, and secondly, it's always like this. Get used to a lifetime of exquisite disappointment with the odd punctuation of ecstatic joy, but mostly disappointment, which apparently Tony nicked from Richard Osman, but then he is a Fulham fan, so he would know more about the disappointment than us. But that's kind of true, really. That is football, isn't it? Yeah, nodding sagely, but mysteriously quiet. There you go. But uh, he'll be back. I'm going to try and take him to Burnley. That'll sort the men. Well, sort him out, won't it, Martin? Yeah, bring a second layer of clothes. A 17-year-old in Burnley. What could go wrong? Burnley can fuck off. I I might actually show him that. He'll like that. He'll love that a lot. It's Burnley. Burnley. I like Burnley. I think it's one of my favourite aways, actually. And and I I, I really hope he can make it because it's got to be sorted out with his mother, my sister. But uh, Sasha, well done, mate. You've done your first away at West Ham. Uh, and uh, I look forward to taking you to another one. Uh, anyway, look, you know, onwards and upwards. We've got Luton on Friday, um, and uh, 
you know, I'm not going to do the preview now. We'll do it later in the week. But uh, one would hope we can we can get uh, get a win under our belt for this season. That would be nice, wouldn't it? But there you go. Righty ho, people. That is all we've got time for for tonight. Uh, JK and I will be back on Thursday night because, of course, we're playing Luton on Friday night. So it'll be a Thursday night preview show. I need to try and find a Luton fan. Good luck with that. Uh, and I also need to tell Dean that he's not doing the show because I was originally going to be AWOL because it's my missus's birthday, but she's going to London, so I can therefore do the podcast. And she's being very liberal, actually. She's allowing me to go to the football on the Friday night as well, so I've lucked out. So there we go. We'll be back on Thursday for the preview show. We look forward to seeing you then. A uh, quick shout-out for Patreon. Thank you for the new people who've joined up this week. Uh, I hope you've got your Discord links and have joined the Discord group because, obviously, if you if you do Patreon, Chelsea Fancast Patreon, you uh, basically get into the Discord group. And, of course, if you want one, I will send you a mini Kerry Dixon banner. So if you want to do that, bung us a few quid every month, basically. There's no pressure. I mean, honestly, I love everybody all the same, whether they're on Patreon or not. It, it, it's just if you want to do it, it's a vehicle for you so to do. And it is patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. And... Uh, in off the post there will be an in off the post this week if you want to send an email to us or a patreon message or an instagram post or a tweet or whatever and you want it read out on the show then let me have them by the end of the day on sunday the email address is chelseafancast at gmail.com you can follow the show on all the social media at chelseafancast uh, and me at stanford chidge jonathan at jonathan kid and uh, martin at Martin underscore Wickham. So there we go. Martin, lovely to see you, and well done for subbing in for Tony and Mark. No problem. Uh, thanks for having me. A bit, bit therapeutic, this one, so yes. all good. Always good. And as for you, Mr. Kidd, um, my day was my... We actually finally managed to bump into each other at an away game, which we've tried to do many times and have failed miserably, haven't we? But we did We it. almost failed again. We almost failed, didn't we? No, I, I, did look, I got your text message at half-time, and I came down to find you. Yeah, but if you hadn't lingered when I was waving at you, you'd have gone down and I'd have missed you. It was like a, it was like a fairy tale moment it with was. you standing at the bottom. It was of almost the like that Sun Silk advert, wasn't it? Very similar to the. Uh, I could hear the music playing. Yeah, and the um, and what's that one with the uh, the music? Well, she flies like a bird in the sky with a balloon going up. Oh what yeah, Hovis. Yeah, was that? No, I don't think that was Hovis. Do you know what it was? Martin? Nimble, not not a clue. Nimble. <laughs> Nimble, it might have yeah. been nimble. Diet bread. It's like a bird, and I wish that it's you. Because she was that. so light, because she ate this diet bread. Is that what it was? Yeah, okay. nimble, mate. Google yeah. it. I'm going to have to Google it. Anyway, yeah. it's a bit like that. Yeah, it was, it was we lovely. almost? We, I almost floated away into the distance and missed you. Anyway, Sasha and I had enough when they put the penalty in for their third, so we, we were off. I mean, it was literally end of. Sasha wanted to go five minutes before I said, "No, mate, you stay at the final whistle." You know, they've got to learn these seventeen-year-olds. Anyway, the penalty went. Always have to stay to the yeah. final. And, I, and the penalty went. I thought, well, that's it because the whistle will go now. And you I was, find if you're, you're losing three or four nil, and you say to the final whistle, everybody left ages ago, so you walk back in. Well, I was going to say, I, I could see you easily when I was walking out because you were sat there literally on your own. Well, yes, right, yeah, absolutely on your own. So we that we ended up going back together, which was very, very lovely. Right, brilliant. You lot in Mixler, you've been fantastic as always. Uh, thank you for listening. See you soon. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it chills. Up the chills! Up the
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 